0: Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this beautiful Friday morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Trust everybody had a good night's rest. I know I didn't. So I hope you all did. I uh, stupid acid reflux is uh, aggravating me last night, and uh, had to try to sleep halfway sit, sitting up in a recliner, and uh, uh, head busting, and uh, just did not get a good rest at all last night. But that is usually par for the course for me. That's about about the norm anymore. But uh, if I if I eat anywhere past four o'clock, um, I'm a dead man. So <laughs> good morning, Angel, good morning, Ed. And thanks for tuning in and watching this morning. And so I, uh, I do hope everybody has a wonderful and blessed uh, weekend. Today's a very special day. Uh, it is uh, my daughter's birthday. And uh, Darnley said good morning. She loved the birthday pigs. So I'm glad you, glad you liked those. But uh, it just don't seem possible that uh, my little girl is 17 years old today. It just uh, blows my mind. It really does. It just uh, seems like yesterday she was born. Uh, we were sitting at the hospital. And, uh, I'll never ever forget. Uh, I've never seen a newborn respond the way she did. Uh, not saying that they all don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't spend a lot of time around newborns, but uh, uh, right, right, uh, within uh, just seconds after she was uh, born, uh, they laid her in the little uh, clear. Bedding looking thing there, and I said because I'd always talking to Randy's stomach all the time when she's pregnant. And I said, "Hey, Mass, this is your daddy." And I, and as uh, she literally turned her head up and looked up at me. I've never seen a newborn do that before. And I mean, literally, usually they're crying and don't. Uh, but she immediately quit crying and looked up at me. And I uh, will never forget that. We always kind of called her our miracle baby anyway because um, this is long forever. Even considered going into the ministry, and uh, <clears throat> Brandy uh, was bleeding real bad. We had to go to the mercy room, and the, uh, <clears throat> the nurse looked up at us and said uh, uh, that is more likely going to lose uh, the baby. And uh, of course, immediately we were in tears. And uh, I remember uh, placing my hands on uh, Brandy's stomach and I prayed, I said, Lord, let the the same healing power that you, uh, you gave Paul, and, uh, let that flow through me, and, uh, we prayed, and, uh, Brandy went into the ultrasound, said the baby was perfectly healthy, and the heartbeat was strong, and, uh, uh, I guess that's why I've always referred to her as my little miracle child, but, uh, uh of course every birth is a miracle i guess but uh well i mean i guess uh they are but it just uh that uh i really felt like the lord intervened in a mighty way uh at that particular time and moment place in history uh for whatever reason it could easily went the other direction that's for sure but i think the uh, lord demonstrated his power uh that that night i really do so so here she is, 17, and her old daddy's having a hard time letting go. I really am. Uh, Brandy gets on me all the time because I just, uh, I like her when she was little and she's in a room playing, and I knew exactly where she at and what she was doing. And now she's taking off going with her buddies, wanting to spread her wings and fly, which she should. That's perfectly normal and natural. She should do that very thing. But uh, old daddy's having a tough time letting go, particularly when she. Like these old nasty hairy legged boys, and uh, which I should be grateful at this <laughs> in this time in our society. She she likes the opposite sex, <laughs> but uh, uh, but no, I just uh, uh, she's got this little guy she likes now. He should be a pretty nice little fella, but still, I just uh, uh, I don't know, having a hard time. When she goes off to college or whatever, moves out. I I don't know what I want to do. I look at her all the time. and I say, please. I said, please don't leave me alone with your mother, please. She she insists on doing it anyway. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. And if you have the ability to uh, stand and place your hand over your heart, I encourage you uh, to do so uh, this morning. So let us stand here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. As I say every morning, praise God for this wonderful country. I know we're in turmoil right now, and a lot of craziness going on. But I praise God that we have the ability to say that pledge, to come together each morning and worship. And uh, I, uh, we should be grateful and thankful every day. So. Well, uh, let's go ahead and look at our verses this morning. We're going to look at uh, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. So if you have your Bibles handy, I encourage you to, uh, uh, to look there and so we can read along. So Hebrews 3, 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. And as me Peppy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, it is uh, a horrible thought to think that there are people out there who do not believe in God, who have alienated themselves from God, and actually, since the fall of man, we have all been alienated from God. And uh, but. When you come to know jesus christ your personal lord and savior that's that when that reconciliation uh, begins you know and of course reconcile uh, with someone uh, good morning talena uh when you reconcile with somebody that's when you've had a indifference uh, with that individual but you were able to come together get past that uh, uh barrier of whatever disagreement whatever caused that, that that split and come together and be friends again well, you know, since the fall of man, uh, we have been alienated from God. Uh, we have, uh, you know, you kind of look at it as, um, say you had a best friend, and he, you come up, and, and he comes up, or she comes up, and says, uh, you know, I don't want to be your friend anymore, I don't trust you anymore, I don't have confidence in you anymore, well, that'd be pretty devastating, that's pretty much uh, uh, what man has done to God, you know, uh, that they just... Have no confidence or trust in God and and have no, uh, 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 well, because the God of this world is blinding them is really what it boils down to. And we see that blindness in so many ways, you know, uh, even if somebody doesn't verbally uh, express, you know, uh, their disbelief in God. You can see it in their actions, their thoughts, uh, how they react to situations. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I think this, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to smile at me this morning. <clears throat> I know certain my acid reflux does that. It, uh, uh, it's, uh, well, my throat needs to be cleared. Anyway, um, I think this election, uh, it's so many who uh, voted for someone who is willing to kill babies uh, to destroy Uh, the sanctity of marriage uh, that uh, upholds every evil and uh, ungodly thing out there people are willing to vote for uh, just because they didn't like the current administration. Why? Because he spoke a little harsh, he's mean, he's the bully. Well, whoopty snot, you know, <clears throat> he brought jobs back. He, he, he worked, fought hard for Christians. He uh, uh, worked hard for uh, the blue collar worker. Uh, he I mean, he done all these, it worked for free, uh, what he done in the Middle East. I mean, he deserved a, peace, a Nobel Peace Prize for that alone. All these wonderful things. But he, he spoke mean, so we're not going to vote for you know. So they, in other words, they vote evil uh, into office because of, uh, of their hate. Now, this isn't uh, the point of this discussion this morning is not um, uh, political in nature. I mean, it, I think it just naturally evolves to that uh, uh, to that part um, of, of thinking, if you will, because of uh, that's what's on everybody's mind right now. But you can see unbelief uh, even in comments. Uh, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, say if JHL or CYB or A- or whatever channel that was, WQPT, if they play some, post something on uh, social media, and particularly if it's in regards to LGBTQ, if you will. I'll right? just throw that out there for, uh, you know, just for argument's sake. And Christians respond Because they, we know that it's. They know everybody knows it's wrong. They're just trying to make themselves believe it's okay, so they can justify what they're doing. I mean, I think deep down everybody knows it's wrong. That's why they're trying to justify. That's why they're trying to normalize it to ease their conviction of what they're doing is wrong. So we'll save that for another day. Okay, but the point is, when you, if Christians respond, what do you see? You see all these individuals on there uh, blaspheming against God. Denying God. The atheism has become uh, aggressive uh, against Christianity. And you see, I'll also see this reference to God in a mocking way as a sky daddy or the great spaghetti monster, or, you know, uh, we believe in a book of fairy tales. And uh, they're mocking and laughing at us uh, constantly. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so they're. Um, let them mock and laugh. Hey, hey, let them have at it, you know, because uh, in the end, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Even the the mountains uh, will groan. Even the the, uh, islands will be moved. I mean, these things, you know, nature itself will cry out to God. And uh, why? Because the godless world has blinded them once again. That's why they can't see it. That's why they don't understand it. And that's why it's hard for those of us who are saved, seeing these kind of things, why it inflames that anger, uh, because uh, that is our our King of Kings, our Lord of Lords. That is our Father, our Daddy God. And we, and we see that, those offensive comments, and it, and it makes it makes us angry. And that's what they want to do. They want to make us angry uh, so that uh, we will respond in a way they can say, oh, look, you're supposed to be a Christian. Look what you, you know." And that's what they want. Uh, so and that's why I always urge everybody to, you know, don't don't pay no mind to these trolls. And that's all they are. They're just there for no other reason than to cause trouble. But, you know, we were seeing this this, um, uh, this this pendulum swing, if you will, uh, of unbelief uh, like never before. And I think there are, you know, probably more so than the dark ages. You know, I think John MacArthur made comment uh, in that very regard. But it's just the fact that, uh, uh, you know, you've got New Age seeping into churches. Uh, you've got um, uh, this uh, postmodern view uh, that are that these churches are embracing. Uh, you know, nothing is, uh, uh, like I was talking about yesterday, you know, it's exclusive. Christianity is exclusive. Well, you know, they want uh, truth to be relative so that nobody is offended. You know, well, that may be true for you, but it's not true for me kind of attitude. And that's not how it works with the Word of God. And so, you know, you have a lot of biblically ignorant Christians out there, uh, and you you have people out there that are genuinely asking questions, and a lot of Christians can't answer it because, you know, they're not trying to study. They're not trying to learn God's word uh, to have a better understanding. And uh, it's sad. So when these kids ask questions, it's they just the parents are using circular reasoning, or whoever they're talking to, nine times out of ten, they're using circular reasoning, using straw man argument. You know, it's just, there's just they're not getting really any really answers, and so that's why you have a, a generation that is re- referred to as the nothings. Uh, they don't believe in in anything. Uh, you know, and again, that's just another another word for atheism. They just don't realize it, and. Um, And I think in these last days, uh, you know, I think there's going to be a real weeding out uh, of the weed and the chaff. uh, And uh, we're going to see who really is saved and who isn't. Uh, I think that we're going to be facing some real trials uh, in uh, in our lifetime. You know, I uh, was thinking last night, uh, you know, a lot of people make reference to the mark of the beast. And, you know, it's always been said that it may not be a literal mark. It's not going to be a literal 666 tattooed on your head or arm. Uh, you know, a lot of people have, have contemplated that it uh, first they said it was credit cards and then they you know tried to say, uh, you know, your phones, one world currency, you know, all these different things, you know, uh, it's mark of the beast, you know, it's always a new conspiracy as to what that mark is. I even saw, you know, of course, it's been disproven time and again with these this woman is trying to say, use a monster drink and say it stands for 666. I'm like, no, no, that's, that's not true. But anyway, my point is, uh, with this virus, see, something that come up yesterday today that uh, I thought found very interesting. Uh, there was, I forgot what else, I think it might have been Newsmax. I, don't, uh, I think it was on the, on television. And um, said that uh, there was a uh, some major rock concert coming up. and said that people weren't allowed to come in unless it had been proven that they te- had been given the COVID test and been proven that it was negative. And I thought that's very interesting that they could not attend unless it was proven they had that, you know, and uh, you, you could be easily stated they could do that anywhere. If they say that at this concert, hey, they can say that to Walmart. They can say it down here at the Food City. They can say that anywhere. So, hey, you can't buy anything. You can't sell anything unless you've proven you've had that COVID test. Man, that, I don't know about you. That kind of gives you a little some chills. You know, they could easily do that and say uh you know because if you're like me i don't want to have the stupid test if i can avoid it i just don't want it i don't want to deal with it i don't want to monkey with it i just uh have no desire and a lot of people feel that way that's like this girl at church sunday i was giving her a hard time because uh, she uh, she works in the medical field and she had to have a uh, covet test she said it, said it burned i said it burned i said you know why don't you she said why i said that's where they are implanting the microchip in your skull she <laughs> She looked at me like <laughs> I said I'm just I'm just kidding, uh, which I I mean I, I was joking, but I have seen people put conspiratorial cons- things on there in that regard. But uh, you know my point is you know we could we're very easily in the last day. and the God of this world is is trying you know He He knows His time is running out. He's trying to deceive people. He wants to make people blind, and so because we are not of this world, we are sojourners. We are uh, are pilgrims in a strange land. That we look at these individuals like what you know, it's like, what's wrong with you, you know? And then, of course, they look at us like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> because they, they don't get us either. That's why we're aliens, you know. We they don't get us, but that doesn't diminish our ability to get out there and we have to minister and we have to talk to people. We have to express the love of Jesus Christ to all those around us. We have to be a living example. We have to uh, be uh, make sure that we're telling people verbally, uh, and that we're making every effort uh, to tell others about Jesus before that hourglass runs out. And I, I don't know about you guys and gals, but I feel like that, we've got about that much time left. I really do. Uh, you know, even, even if Jesus doesn't uh, rapture us out of here in our lifetimes, what does God's word say? That our lives are but a vapor. We're only here just for a little while. So either way, you're going to be standing before God sooner or later anyway. So whether we get to witness the rapture, which would be awesome, that if not, we will either be standing in God. Uh, as Christians getting ready to enter into the gates of heaven, or you're going to be standing before God as a sinner and uh, as a as a uh, and, and you will be judged for every single thing you've ever done and cast into hell. And you know, and I think that um, you know, I don't want to preach. Uh, you know, I think it's important to preach hell and damnation, but I don't think that we should try to scare people into heaven because then that, I don't believe that's genuine faith. Uh, if you do that but i think it's necessary to make people understand that you either accept jesus christ your own savior or what the alternative is and that's an alternative you don't want and i think that's a a problematic area with a lot of churches because they don't want to preach anything that offends they don't want to preach anything that's going to hurt their little feelings and and you know they and a lot of people don't believe that hell exists you know what a great lie that Satan has, has has put into people's heads to think there is no hell. That if there's no hell, there's no condemnation, there's no judgment. So why do you need to be a Christian? Why do you need to, to do these things? Why, why believe? See, the, the, the lie is, uh, is so far-reaching. And uh, people don't realize that if they just understand the reality of heaven and the reality of hell, that your good works will get you there, that it's only through understanding uh, God's atoning work on the cross that saves you, that's the only way you're going to get into the the glories of heaven. And uh, it's so sad that it's so hard to get through to some of these hard heads. But listen, we can't beat people up with the Bible. We can't come in with the family Bible, smack them around, and force them to believe. You know, it's been so frustrating throughout the years on social media. You know, I, like I've told you before, I, uh, uh, I'm not trying to act like I know it all or like yeah. but I've seen from the very beginning uh, the potential of ministry on uh, in social media. That's why I wrote my doctoral thesis on that. And I really wish I had had the tools and the ability uh, to uh been more proactive. And what I wanted to do, because I think it could have really, I don't, I don't want to say fame. I don't, you know, it's not about fame. It's about uh, the ability to get, you know, I might have had a larger audience, if you will, if I had went about it a better way. Uh, but Lord had a reason why everything fell into place the way it did. So it's, it's not a complaint. I'm just, uh, but anyway, um, I've seen that potential there. But I have been in debates. From people around the world, you know, because when Facebook first started out, you know, there really wasn't a lot of filters and uh, about anybody and everybody, anybody can really see or comment on everything, anything you post on there. And uh, and I've been a lot of uh, arguments. I've been a lot of debates. I uh, have not always acted. Uh, in a Christian way that I should have, I've allowed these trolls to get to me and uh, one weakness that I have is uh, somebody attacks my dad or the church i I get a little redneck and I'm trying hard because that's one of the qualities of an elder is to have control over your temper and that's something an area that I've really desperately been trying to work on and to be uh, uh, you know slow to speak but quick to listen that's what we need to be you know we need to cool those jets and be that living example but uh There's been so many people I've debated uh, that it's just like, why can't you see it? Why don't, you know, it's been so frustrating. Why can't you understand something that a child can grasp and understand? Why can't you get it? But that's because we can't make people uh, saved. All that we can do is plant a seed maybe take somebody else to water it and then maybe somebody else to cultivate it you know that's all that we can do and and that's all and if and if they still reject it that's on them they have to deal with God on judgment day we've done our job try to explain try to help them to understand what jesus christ has done and is doing and what god's word says and if they continue to reject it don't waste your time what's what god's word says argue not with a fool that should become like him yourself. So don't waste your time uh, dealing with idiots out there. And if people don't like it when I say that, how dare you call somebody a name? You know, as a pastor, you shouldn't be calling people names. I've had to deal with that a lot too. And, uh, you know, uh, and there may be a better way to go about things, but, you know, even Jesus uh, called out the uh, the Philistines, and called them uh, whitewashed sepulchers, uh, that they were certain, the brood of vipers. I mean, he had no problem calling them out for what they are. And, and I've always said that before, too. I don't, sometimes I don't think Jesus... Was Jesus enough for some people? I really don't. And I think they, and, I, and not to, I don't know I say it's a little tongue in cheek, but it's true. A lot of people think that Jesus is just some celestial hippie sitting in the lotus position and just, uh, you know, everything's all hunky dory. There's no judgment. There's no, you know, God instilled in us emotion for a reason. God was, showed emotion. And, uh, <clears throat> and Jesus Christ displayed that too in a righteous and, and holy way. But, um, I think some people have a a God of their own making, and they do, and that's the problem. And the God of this world has bled them into them creating their own God. It's not the God of the Bible, and they've been deceived. And that's why we see so many uh, out there who are... uh, uh, are so aggressive in their uh i tell you a, a good book uh is by frank turek i don't have enough faith to be an atheist is is a good one and i've re- i've recommended it before uh i really um, in fact we even show the video series at church i trying to see if i had it up here on my shelf i was going to show it to you but i don't see it but i really recommend you reading that it's got a lot of good stuff in it <clears throat> so you know we do live in a fallen world but praise god uh that he uh, loves us And that he has forgiven us. And it's a wonderful thing. No matter how many times we mess up, God is quick to forgive. God is quick to love. God is quick to show mercy. And uh, sometimes I don't understand it. You know, I I don't understand why he even wastes time with somebody like me. But uh, praise God that he uh, continues to show that. And be sure that you're showing the same forgiveness and mercy to those around you. And make sure that showing Jesus to an unbelieving world. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to be a continual witness for you. Let us always demonstrate uh, the fruits of the Spirit. Let us demonstrate the things of Christ. And Lord, uh, let us be uh, slow to speak and quick to hear. Lord, let us uh, uh, always be that living example. Let us always be searching out and, uh, and understanding that we need to be in continual growth. And we strive to serve you well. And Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us, God, and watch will protect us. And Lord, I just pray that um, you'll be with our country, bring uh, healing upon our land. And Lord, I always pray every morning that there'll be some miracle that uh, uh, can be pulled out of the rabbit's hat so to speak magician's hat that uh that trump will be reelected. but whatever the outcome we know that you're sovereign and in control lord i want to pray for brother Christ david stennett and uh, lord i pray you be with my father-in-law as he's dealing with the loss of his mother uh, my friend mark anderson uh, who lost his mother as well uh, my wife uh, she's dealing with uh, this loss of her grandmother uh, Lord, I do pray that um, uh, you'll be with uh, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee and Ginger and Troy Hood. I pray that you'll be with Linda David Feathers, uh, uh, Roger Winters, Jane Kitchens, Di- uh, uh, Larry and Donna Knight. And uh, Lord, I pray that uh, uh, you'll be with all those who are watching this morning and that you'll give them encouragement and strength as they're going out and about their day. Be with those who are battling this, this COVID virus. To bring healing upon them lord be with us lead us guide and watch will protect us till we meet again in jesus name i pray amen appreciate all you guys and guys for watching this morning and uh, as always if you haven't already uh, if you want to you can always share these devotions on social media and they can always find me right here at dr young 77 <laughs> I can't even talk this morning it's pretty bad and uh if uh they can you can always watch live on our website which I've had having a lot of trouble with, but uh, maybe one of these days we'll get it straightened out. But uh, Or, and if you haven't already, subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast, Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only, so be sure to check that out as well. Well, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day, and remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.